0: This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences. And now I'm excited about a new natural wellness line from Plus CBD. CBD Calm and CBD Sleep. Hoffman, and use coupon code Hoffman thirty for thirty percent off. That's plus cbdoil dot slash Hoffman. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. Uh, Today, we're going to talk to uh, one of our favorite guests. We've talked to him several times uh, over the years. Uh, He's Dr. Daniel Amen. Uh, He is a developer of the Amen Clinics, uh, and he's author of uh, numerous books. Uh, His latest book is entitled Change Your Brain, Change Your Grades. And as we know, this is a proficiency culture, like it or not. Test scores mean upward mobility and income. And people spend inordinate amounts of time and money on test prep, but not just uh, kids, but also adults, uh, people applying for better jobs, people applying for advanced degrees. Uh, It's all about your test proficiency. And Dr. Amon's latest book, Change Your Brain, Change Your Grades. Uh, provide science-based strategies to boost memory, strengthen and focus, and study faster. Uh, Dr. Amen uh, has uh, written uh, 70 professional articles, seven book chapters, and more than 30 books, including the number one New York Times bestsellers, The Daniel Plan and Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Uh, he's also uh, appeared on uh, Public Broadcasting System uh, with a very, very exciting uh, series about brain health, And uh, he's with us to discuss strategies for uh, improving your mental performance. So it's a pleasure having you on the program, uh, Dr. Amen. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. What a joy to hear from you again. Uh, Yeah, and and by the way, his his training is uh, in psychiatry. He's a board certified uh, psychiatrist, uh, and uh, he is an innovator uh, in neuroscience research Uh, and. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about uh, brain scans, because that's really uh, what you have distinguished your career around, Uh, SPECT scanning uh, to address uh, brain optimization, right?
1: Yeah, for the last 28 years, we have been using brain SPECT imaging to help us understand and treat our patients, and it revolutionized virtually every aspect of my life. When I started looking at how the brain works, I realized as a psychiatrist, we're the only medical doctors that never look at the organ they treat. And that's a little crazy when you think about it. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I had to get my brain right if I wanted my mind right. And so in, um, we've now built the world's largest database of brain scans related to behavior. We have 160,000 scans on people from 121 countries, and they're just so instructive. You really shouldn't let your child hit a soccer ball with their head. Um, playing football is a brain-damaging sport, so why would you do that if it's making them less likely to be a good dad or to be able to save money? because those are brain functions. And if you hurt your brain, you virtually hurt everything in your life. And I trained at the Walter Reed Army Medical Center in Washington, D.C. And even though I'm a double board-certified psychiatrist, board-certified in child and adolescent psychiatry and also general psychiatry, um, there was virtually nothing about how to optimize the brain so that you optimize the mind. And uh, so, the imaging was just changed all of
0: that. So one interesting aspect of, of the field of psychiatry is that, you know, whereas in in medicine, you know, we have all kinds of uh, imaging studies. We have all kinds of blood tests. We have ways of uh, targeting our, our therapies. Uh, in psychiatry, uh, unfortunately, it's, it with a lot of uh, psychiatric problems uh, and brain uh, disorders, uh, it's a matter of trial and error when we apply uh, therapies. Uh, so it really is—it's is, uh, a little bit like flying blind. Uh, there's no blood test, for example, that tells you whether you have attention deficit disorder or depression. Um, there's no uh, way to quantitate uh, schizophrenia, uh, or uh, e- there's not even a, a test that uh, tells you, other than a um, uh, some sort of uh, intelligence test, to tell you whether you're developing dementia.
1: Right. And I, before I went to medical school, I was uh, an infantry medic and then an x-ray technician. And our professors used to always say, how do you know unless you look? And so when I fell in love with psychiatry, I went, well, of course you should look. The brain is our organ. You know, psychiatrists and neurologists got divorced uh, in the 1920s. And neurologists took the brain and psychiatrists took the mind. And I just think it was a bad divorce. Uh, that the brain clearly is involved in ADHD, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia. And, and what the scans teach you is every single psychiatric disorder is not a single or simple disorder. That depression is like chest pain. Is there's, you know, a thousand causes for chest pain. Mm-hmm. And likewise, there are many different causes for depression. But what happens now, 85% of psychiatric drugs are prescribed by non-psychiatric physicians in seven-minute office visits. And once you start these things, they're really hard to stop. And I'm like, well, how do you know if this person's brain's working too hard or not hard enough, if they've had traumatic brain injury, if they have an infection or an environmental toxin? And when you look, you start actually asking smarter questions rather than thinking depression is a unitary diagnosis. When you start imaging, you realize, well, that's mm-hmm. just stupid. Um, you should not start everybody on Prozac or, you know, an SSRI um, because they drop brain function which is helpful if your brain works too hard. But what if your brain doesn't work hard enough? You're really going to drop brain function and just inhibit people? And it's why virtually all psychiatric drugs have black box warnings from the FDA. They hurt people. When you give them to the wrong person, to the right person, it can Mm -hmm. save their life. Um, But this idea of flying blind, I'm just not okay, and it's gotten me plenty of haters. But (laughs) it's like Really, you're not going to look. You're just going to diagnose someone based on symptoms. No wonder nobody trusts you because the stigma around psychiatric illness is still really high. And in 1979, when I told my dad I wanted to be a psychiatrist, he asked me, why well, I didn't want to be a real doctor. Well, I wanted to be a nut right. doctor
0: right. and hang
1: out with nuts all day long. And, and it hurt my feelings. But 40 years later, I really get what he was saying it's how do you trust a profession that never looks at the organ it treats
0: indeed well it, i think uh, th- there's a phrase that's been coined about uh, neurology you know people have uh, all kinds of uh, god awful neurological problems uh, and they get scanned they get uh, you know mris and sometimes spect scans uh, and yet and this is a coin that I didn't term. This is a coin that's been termed by one of our good colleagues, Dr. David Perlmutter. It's diagnose and adios. We can just, we can see lesions in the brain or we can see problems with the white matter or, or, you know, history of uh, infarcts, uh, mini strokes. But then it's, there's not a lot we can do. So, uh, you, you seem to be not enamored with the, the drug paradigm. And I'm sure you use it judiciously where appropriate. But what are some of the other potential interventions once we see that there is a a brain imbalance?
1: So many, so many exciting things that you can do. So a number of years ago, I realized if you want to keep your brain healthy or rescue it, if it's headed to the dark place, you have to prevent or treat the 11 major risk factors that steal your mind. And we know what they are. And I have a mnemonic called Bright Minds. So, for example, B is for blood flow. Low blood flow is the number one brain imaging predictor of Alzheimer's disease. It's also associated with depression, ADHD, and schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So what is it we can do to improve your blood flow? Um, so now here's where functional medicine comes in. Is you absolutely have to be working on someone's heart at the same time, you work on someone's brain. What a concept mm-hmm. that exercise is really important to your mental health. Um, going in a hyperbaric chamber actually has been shown to increase blood flow to the brain. I published a study on soldiers who are involved in blast injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, supplements like ginkgo uh, increase blood flow. Foods like rosemary and beets, uh oregano. Cayenne pepper, all increase blood flow. So, you know, we just talked about exercise, hyperbaric oxygen, diet, supplementation. And that's only one of the risk factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the VR is retirement and aging. When you stop learning, your brain starts dying. And I published a study last year in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease on 62,454 scans on how the brain ages. And it's bad news. The older you get, the less blood flow you have to your brain. And so I often say the older you get, the more serious you need to be about taking care of the health of your brain. So new learning is important. And then all the anti-aging strategies. So, for example, if you have high ferritin levels or high iron levels, you need to go donate blood and probably cut out red meat because you don't want to have high iron, it promotes aging. But if you have low iron, you absolutely want um, to supplement, then healthy red meat, I'm completely fine with, um, because low iron goes with being tired, having ADHD symptoms, uh, being anemic. So this brain-body connection, which I did not get at all in my training, But I only learn from it's like, oh, the brain is an organ, like your heart is an organ. If I take care of my body, my brain is going to be better. And that's how how we go after it. So diet, supplementation, Mm -hmm. exercise, whatever we can to increase the health of your brain in a way that never hurts you. So both you and I in medical school, they taught us first do no harm. And that's not what's happening in psychiatry today. They're giving people medication that they're having trouble stopping that, in fact, in many cases, especially with benzos, harm the brain. If you go on benzodiazepines, it actually increases your risk of dementia. Well, I knew that 20 years ago because I'd like to go, oh, here's someone on Xanax. Their brain looks like they're a drinker. That It's not increasing the health of your brain.
0: And you could actually see, visualize these changes on a spec scan. Uh, For our listening audience who hasn't, uh, I mean, I refer them to your, to your books, your many books to, to see some of these really dramatic uh, images, but, uh, give us kind of a word picture of, of what that, what a spec scan looks like and what it, what are the indications of an abnormal brain on a spec scan? So SPECT looks
1: at blood flow and activity. It's different than a CAT scan or an MRI. Those generally are structural scans that show what the brain actually physically looks like. So it's sort of like if you pop the hood of a car engine, it'll show you what the engine actually looks like. Spec looks at blood flow, and it basically tells us three things. Good activity, too little, or too much. And then our job. And it's is color. To it's color coded.
0: The the pictures are actually really quite beautiful. I mean, you could hang them in the Museum of Modern Art. I mean, because they 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 denote by their colors uh, levels of of brain activity uh, at blood flow, but also uh, energetic activity. Isn't that the case?
1: Metabolic activity. You yep. bet. And and I agree with you. I think they're stunningly beautiful and they're really giving you a window into someone's soul is there you know i think of the brain as the hardware of the soul in is it working too hard as it often does in people who have ocd or people have uh an inflammation um like the woman who wrote brain on fire um or is it really low in activity that we often see in people who have mold exposure Hmm. um or a chronic infection like Lyme that they may have had for 10 or 15 years. And you can see how healthy it is, how young it is. Um, I published another study on 46,000 scans on the difference between male and female brains. That's mm-hmm. so instructive mm. that female brains tend to be much busier. And it's why they go to jail <laughs> fourteen times less than males. <laughs> right. so they go to jail way less than males because they have way more anxiety, and they think about the future more than males, um, but it also gives them a higher risk of depression mm-hmm. and anxiety disorders. Um, so understanding, I can sort of, you know, by looking at a scan, go, oh, this person's probably about this old and it's a male or a female. And then you can look at the health. And one of the big lessons I learned early on is alcohol is not a health food is the drinkers have smaller brains mm. and more toxic looking brains than non-drinkers, even the drinkers where it's not a problem right they have two three drinks So-called a day social their yeah. brains are not healthy yeah their brains are not healthy um and so you know it wasn't popular my first clinic was right outside the napa valley in northern california <laughs> right. and i'm like um you know and they were promoting alcohol as a health food mm-hmm. and i'm like probably bad idea and now society is promoting marijuana is mm-hmm. uh, innocuous. In fact, in the last presidential debate, uh, Cory Booker asked Joe Biden whether or not he was high because Biden was hadn't bought in to you know let's just legalize this and make it available everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know he said, "What are you smoking?" Which mm-hmm. I thought was just so demeaning because i published a study on a thousand pot smokers every area of their brain was lower in blood flow.
0: A- apropos the, of that, I mean i'm Apropos of that i think we probably should uh, demand that our presidential candidates get uh, a spect scan through the amen clinics uh, prior to announcing their uh, candidacy. I think that'd be very interesting.
1: <laughs> I wrote an op-ed piece for the LA Times in 2008 to uh, making just that point don't you want to know the person who has the nuclear code (laughs) whether or not their brain works right Um, but you got to do it on both sides and uh, i'm just not seeing a lot of healthy brains
0: it's an equal opportunity thing uh so who is a candidate for this type of screening uh i mean it sounds fascinating i mean i don't feel that i particularly have a lot of brain problems but i you know Uh, Would I be a candidate to get uh, a spec scan just to, you know, kind of get like a brain checkup, you know, like you might do an electrocardiogram or a chest X-ray or something along those lines?
1: So when I turned 50, my doctor wanted me to have a colonoscopy. I asked him why he didn't want to look at my brain. Wasn't the other end of my body just as important? (laughs) And... Alzheimer's disease is expected to quadruple um for living longer which means we're going to have a greater burden on our society. Why don't we screen the brain? It's the most important organ, right? You can virtually transplant everything else just not your brain. And and we don't screen it. And I think SPECT is a marvelous screening tool because it'll tell us 20 years before you get Alzheimer's disease if you are headed to the dark place? Mm -hmm. And would you want to know? Well, according to a study from GE, 75% of people would want to know even if there was nothing they could do about it. And what I argue in my books, especially Memory Rescue, what I argue is there's absolutely things you can do about it. Every day, you're making your brain better, you're making it worse. Um, If you want So when you know, so when you see your scan, if you come to a New York clinic, if you see your scan, you're going to fall in love with your brain and then you're going to be better to it. And nobody has a relationship Mm -hmm. with their brain. We have relationships with our bellies, with Mm -hmm. our butts, with our faces, Mm -hmm. with our breasts, but nobody has a relationship with their brain. And I would argue that's the most important relationship you have. Um, bar none, because if your brain's not right, you're not going to be your best self.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's the kind of thing where, uh, you know, you may want to put a picture of your spec scan, uh, you know, with a refrigerator magnet on your refrigerator door so that, uh, you know, every time you go in there looking for some, you know, doing a little, uh, midnight foraging, uh, you may want to think twice about what you put in your, in your GI tract, cause it's going to have a bearing on your brain and, uh, you know, I think that's just a teachable moment for a lot of patients.
1: And that's one of the reasons I fell in love with it, uh, that it stigma went down immediately because they see their problems as medical and not moral. Compliance went up because they wanted a better brain. And forgiveness and compassion for yourself um, when you know you've not been your best and now you have at least in part an explanation why. And forgiveness and compassion from families. And because people see these things as medical. And, you know, stigma hasn't gone down one bit since I've been a psychiatrist, except for our patients, because stigma goes way down because people go. I had this boy from uh, Hong Kong who came to see me and his mother had a very difficult birth uh, with him. And he had school problems and behavior problems and mood problems. And it was very clear he had anoxia. Mm-hmm. He had a low oxygen from his birth and his brain had been damaged. Mm-hmm. And when he saw it, he started to cry. And then he looked at his mother and he said, it's not me. It's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And he just got cooperative after that mm-hmm. to be engaged in the treatment. Now, how do you get there when you don't look at the organ? How do you get there from a a clinical interview? And he'd seen like six psychiatrists in China and none of it worked for him. And so because of the anoxia, we put him in a hyperbaric chamber, put him on fish oil, put him on supplements to increase blood flow to his brain. And he just graduated from college last year. I'm so proud of him, but it's not okay to fly blind. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the 40,000 psychiatrists in the US, all of the psychologists, marriage and family counselors are just not even thinking about the brain. And they call me crazy.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, well, you're uh, maybe a little too far uh, uh, ahead of the cutting edge. Uh, but but it would be interesting. And I think you probably have done this is you have done the inter- you've done baseline tests. You perform the interventions. Uh, A year or two later, are there demonstrable changes that show progress in terms of uh, metabolic activity in parts of the brain that weren't functioning normally?
1: Well, if you do the right thing, you'll actually see a difference the next day. I have a mixed martial artist who had a really bad brain, 25, and was suicidal and been arrested. Took a
0: lot of hits. His brain was really low. And
1: his brain was terrible. And I i don't know if you and I talked about it, but I did the big NFL study when the NFL was um, having trouble with the truth. Uh, in 2009, we had scanned um, 300 active and retired NFL players. And 80% of our players show improvement on scans in as little as two months. Hmm. And so I knew that. And so I, I said, you know, I know your brain can get better. I just don't know how fast So I put him on um, omega-3 fatty acids, something we make called focus and energy, um, along with a really great multiple vitamin and nutrients like Ginkgo to boost blood flow. And I scanned him two and a half hours after he took it the next day, and his brain showed significant improvement. Literally within hours. it didn't mean it. Fix it. Yeah. Literally within hours. it didn't mean it. fixed it. But Mm -hmm. what it meant is his brain could respond. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And how exciting is that? Nobody knows that yeah. is you're not stuck with the brain you have that you could make it better. So if you came and we looked and it was great, we just celebrate and you do what you do. But if it's not as good as it could be, you get a little bit obsessed about it and then it could be better. Lisa Gibbons is a friend of mine. Um, she's a media personality and I love her. Um, I scanned her when she was 51, she was going through a hard time, and she lets me talk about this. And um, her brain looked terrible. Well, her mother and grandmother died with Alzheimer's disease, And I, when I saw the scan, I'm like, "You're headed for the dark place." But you know, one of the reasons I love her is she's so smart, and she just did everything I asked her to do. Well, we scanned her last year as part of a project, because so this is 10 years later, her brain's much healthier. And if she would have never looked, she would have never known, Mm -hmm. you know, if you don't know a train is going to hit you, you don't get off the track. But if you know a train is going to hit you, the first thing you do is get off the track.
0: Yeah, it's extremely motivational. Okay, at this point, let's pause because we divide our podcast into two parts. Um, The book, uh, the latest book, because uh, Dr. Amen, our guest today, uh, has written multiple books. He's written uh, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Uh, and uh, Healing Attention Deficit Disorder, The Brain Warrior's away, and, uh, you know, too many books to enumerate. Um, but the current book is Change Your Brain, Change Your Grades. And we're going to examine the proposition uh, that uh, we can systematically uh, enhance our performance on tests. Uh, the secret's For Successful Students, Science-Based Strategies to Boost Memory, Strengthen Focus, and Study Faster, that'll be our focus in part two. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.